Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside, as always, on my left, Mr. Mr. Christopher Chavez. If you smell what the corona is cooking. Oof. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the thing? We're uh, not going to use. We're not going to take advantage of the situation and throw it into our angles. <laughs> we have to. Well, I guess we have to to get ratings, right? That's how this all works. That's how it all works. Do it. Uh, I can't. I can't <laughs> talk until I'm introduced. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so everybody, welcome back to Hardly K Fabe. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And on our my right hand side, sort of, kind of, uh, Mr. Johnny Townsend, Johnny. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for good evening. thank you thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, both those things I just said uh, are not kayfabe, <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Ooh, <gasps> ooh. Oh, is it a work? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Everybody, welcome back. Pro wrestling talk and. Uh, What's going on in the world today? What's going on in the world of pro wrestling? I know people are mad at Vince McMahon. There's injuries. The injury bug's going around. There's so much to talk about, even though it's been a relatively light news week. Where do we want to start today, gentlemen? Let's start with the biggest picture of all uh, of the rumor going around that 
uh, WWE is kind of thinking about, or Vince McMahon, I guess, would be specifically thinking about selling the WWE. That's the biggest rumor going around. I don't know how much truth is into it. It was kind of on the dirt sheets a little bit. Uh, it's uh, it's very strange. I do know that um, one of the uh, one of the head producers of WWE, uh, apparently, according to rumor and innuendo, uh, sold a lot of his stock too. Oh. So that's kind of leading to this. Uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he's the one that gets blamed for all the terrible camera angles. Kevin Dunn. I think it's yeah, Kevin Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's the name I was trying to think of. But uh, yeah, so that's the other part kind of added to this. Apparently, he supposedly, again, I'm putting that in quotation marks, uh, sold some of his stock, and then uh, you know, Matt, before we even got on here, you were saying that it's not been a great couple of weeks for Mr. McMahon, and that's quite true. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so that's kind of fueling these rumors, I think. It is. It most certainly is. And, well, I mean, Chris, real quick, what are your thoughts on the potential sale uh, before we dive too much into Mr. McMahon's rough month of March? Or, excuse me, rough month of April. <laughs> April? I would say it was last, like, two and a half, three years, rough, rough two and a half, three years. Um, actually, like I he's hadn't heard. punched by Mike Tyson right now. It feels like he's getting punched by Mike Tyson oh, right yeah. now. That's what it feels like. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I you know, I didn't see this. I actually didn't see this. So the, to me, I was like, holy cow, really? It doesn't surprise me. Like if I had seen that uh, as breaking news, I, I wouldn't have been like, holy crap, I can't believe it. I'd have been like, wow, uh, it took this long because it really feels like, I don't know, like there's something happening over on the McMahon family, man. Things are just kind of slowly imploding and this what we've always seen as like this super smart businessman because he is a smart businessman uh seems to be making a lot a lot of missteps lately yeah it hasn't been a great look at all uh if they do i mean the the thought of him selling i'm not sure who is in control at that point um, it's almost a slap in the face to Triple H if that's the Oof. case. I'm not sure how that all works from a corporate structure. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, does if he sells ownership, does that you know? The, the, it's kind of like, is it like when Disney acquired Marvel and Star Wars and all these different properties and they just bank off of it? But things, you know, does Vince McMahon lose his seat? Uh, that's what I'm. I want to know. Does he? Is he not like the be all end all um, when it comes to pro wrestling? anymore if that happens mm. i think i would be legit shocked at it but uh personally i think uh, it, it almost is a little slap in the face of triple h i mean triple h is uh i know is i'm not sure how much he was almost quote-unquote demoted like he has a little bit less control than he had before um uh you know what 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 does this mean for for pro wrestling and and rs I mean, is this a case of us fans who've complained about WWE's WWE's product for five to ten years at least? For mo- well, at the very least, for most of us, are we getting what we want? And uh, you know, realizing that maybe maybe this isn't the right dire- the direction we want to go with this. Yeah, I, I'm also kind of concerned too. Sometimes uh, when we do get what we want, we realize we didn't want that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I do agree that there's been a lot of pretty major missteps, just from even down to storylines and stuff uh, within the WWE, and then him, and then McMahon going around blaming his talent for their low <laughs> ratings is ridiculous in my opinion. Uh, but uh, it's. It's just, it would be a shock to me just because for my entire lifetime, it's always been Vince McMahon. Uh, 
yeah, in charge of yeah. WWE. So that will be a major change, It'd be a new era completely. Yeah. Uh, but the rumors were ESPN, which would be the which would be if they bought it, it would be under the House of the Mouse, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then uh, the other rumor was Fox, which would still be the House of the Mouse. <laughs> Sorry. Question. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. What if we see? him kind of get his a taste of his own medicine and tony khan buys it oh well that's delicious <laughs> <laughs> what a swerve that would be right dude can yeah. you imagine if he's his, he and his dad stepped up and we're just like here's this money boom no problem it's ours oh and they both and they show up on nxt the same night that they're on <laughs> yeah thunder yeah on uh basically, on Dynamite. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me it wouldn't be and amazing, we a, dude. We have a we have a Tony versus Shad Khan at uh, Shad yeah. Khan rivalry at Survivor <laughs> Series, where it's Team AEW versus Team WWE. Oh man, how the how the tables have turned. That'd be um, way more fun than them dealing with that one guy wanting out of their football team. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that would <laughs> Corona. It would be interesting. I mean, if, if, if the cons played that card, it'd probably yeah. be a better crossover as well. Because um, I know this is a little sidetrack, but I hate the, the the alliance angle. I hate it. I thought it was the coolest yeah. thing. Uh, I thought it was the absolute coolest thing when I first seen it. But it ended up being a bunch of WWE guys versus a bunch of WWE guys. So yeah. in the end, uh, it didn't pan out well. But it, I think an AEW versus WWE rivalry would be. I think this is prime. Um, but that's all hypothetical, of course. We don't know if that's going to happen. It would be quite the swerve. But I would not be opposed uh, to that idea. I really wouldn't. Well, here's the other thing, too. Technically, we kind of mentioned this before. But WWE, despite all these shots they've been taking and despite the fact that they let a lot of talent go, uh, both behind the scenes and on camera, they're still going to turn a profit this year. Oh so yeah, it's still easily. a profitable, uh, a profitable, uh, you know, aspect of a thing. Like you, anybody would want. That's why ESPN or Fox would want to buy it. You know, because it's still right. making money. Uh, I, I think my biggest question would be if, if, and I think it's a giant if, because you know everybody said it for the longest time. Uh, McMahon's going to run this until he legit just can't run it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So uh, I, I would find it very strange and odd. Um, part of me kind of thinks that they floated this out there just to kind of maybe kind of try to bump up their shares and stuff Some a little bit. Some smoke and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, smoke you know, screen. Because that's not beyond. I mean, right now, WWE is kind of doing a whole thing with just different aspects of we truly – and I. We truly don't know what's real or not. <laughs> like, are they using, No, we like, don't. We're, we're, like, uh, Drake Maverick last week we talked about, you know, the whole thing where he got fired, supposedly, but was he really? We don't know. <laughs> um, we're about to talk about some Roman Reigns stuff that's kind of uh, in a similar situation in a way. Uh, so it's, I mean, I don't know, like, what's real and what's not with them anymore. And part of me kind of likes that, if I'm being honest. I mean, at least, at least they're trying. <laughs> It, it leaves a little kayfabe, like a legit kayfabe. Yeah. I'm glad we don't know everything. It's a nice little touch. Um, there is something I wanted to add in. Re well, I guess, you know what, let's do the Roman Reigns thing first. And there is something I want to add in after because the Roman Reigns thing um, fits. But, uh, Johnny, you were saying beforehand, uh, before the, we went on air, that uh, there's apparently some rumored heat between Roman Reigns and World Wrestling Entertainment. Hmm. Um Right, dirt yeah. sheet. Did you find it on a dirt sheet? What was the what was the uh, what's the source? What was the, you know what was the details on it? I believe it was a wrestle talk on the YouTube's. Uh, 
it's it, according to that, and I think I read it in a couple other places too, but uh, the rumor is, well, we all know the facts are that he didn't wrestle at WrestleMania and he hasn't been on TV for a while. Yeah. Uh, he was fighting leukemia. Thankfully, it seems like he's doing better, uh, but that means his immune system is not at its strongest and he would be at risk if he caught the corona of some terrible, horrible things happening to his health. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for one, did not blame him whatsoever for missing WrestleMania, but he hasn't been on TV since then, and I also don't blame him for that. Uh, Wait till this is over for Colonel Weld. Yeah, he also put out a video on Twitter, I think it was, uh, and I think he was out walking or something. It was just off of his cell phone, you could tell. But he was basically just talking about, it felt like he was being him, you know what I mean? He wasn't... Yeah playing Roman Reigns and he wasn't playing to this kind of Roman Reigns versus the WWE. It literally felt like he was saying, look, this is where I'm at. Uh, you know, his health is important to him and, and, and as it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I could see this coming, right? Like what else? So what else have you seen? What else was said about this? Yeah, okay. And just to kind of add some more stuff to that too. Uh, his wife is pregnant with another set of twins, apparently. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, so he's got, you know, his family's about to expand, too, so he really needs to focus on being healthy. His family needs him. Uh, so I, for one, rec- you know, am grateful that he's taking this stance and not being one of those, I'm going to go into work no matter what kind of guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's very dangerous, so I'm glad he's being smart about it. But the rumor is that he's getting heat for this because if you've noticed on the past, uh, I'd say, like, since WrestleMania, he's not even really been mentioned on their television and apparently that was the rule coming down for mcmahon don't even mention oh Roman i Reigns. saw that yeah he's he's getting yeah. this the the uh the benoit treatment yeah in a way which is weird because benoit did a much more horrible thing <laughs> right but he's, yeah. he's, he's erasing him from reality at the moment yeah That's surprising that, ma- that makes me wonder if, uh, i'm not sure his contract situation or anything but yeah, I don't know wonder, either. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, it makes me wonder uh, a little bit why McMahon would shut him down. It, you would think. I mean, that's it's very appropriate you know, to think. You know, there could be some rumors of there being some rumored heat. Uh, of course, if something like that is happening, but um, well, he's also not the only wrestler. Ways. He's also not the only wrestler doing that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, you know, Sami Zayn's done the same thing. He's not been on TV, yeah. and he's and that's one of the reasons he cited was he just didn't want to get sick, and he thought it was dangerous. And, uh, and yeah. WWE put that out. They said, you know, I guess right. they changed their policy for now, and we're like, if you want to stay home, stay home. You don't have to, you know, you're not required yeah. to come in. And they and made work. a point, yeah, I'm glad you said that, Chris. And they made a point of saying, you won't be penalized for this if you choose not to work during this time. We won't hold it against right. you. Except, they came out and said that. Except then they released another wrestler after yes. that. So then it yeah. makes you wonder, right? Like, did what did Curtis Axel say? You know what? I want to stay home. And they're like, okay, stay home longer because we don't want you back. Yeah, if I'm Bo <laughs> Dallas, if I'm Bo Dallas, I'm quite nervous. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah, Curtis Axel That's... was released too, and uh, he's obviously a very talented guy. Uh, so it's it's, and apparently too, also some other fairly big names who were. A released or uh, what's the other word? I can't uh, furloughed. Right? Furloughed. Furloughed. Thank you. Furloughed. Furloughed. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> uh, some of the people who were furloughed last time were just now kind of getting around to being uh, people finding out about it. Uh, so uh, it's it's kind of a weird time to be in the WWE, but at the same time, uh, you know, like. Some of these wrestlers who were released, I'm kind of happy they got released. Maybe they can kind of yeah. reinvent themselves 
and refresh themselves. Like I'm very excited to see what like uh, what Slater's going to do, for example. Um, just you know, uh, so I, when it comes to WWE, though, I think I think the second that we start thinking that they are using all this stuff to their advantage in a way and using it as storylines like the Roman Reigns yeah. thing and the coronavirus thing and, and Drake Maverick losing his job thing. Like those feel like kind of sacred cows to kind of use in your storyline, right? Like they feel like it's kind of gross to use those things because people are legit losing their jobs and yeah. people are legit, you know, losing their lives in this terrible epidemic that's going on right now. Yeah, I agree. Big time. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice sore on, on Vince McMahon's state of mind. It really is. And it's unfortunate that it's coming down to this. Uh, but there actually there was two uh, things I wanted to add to our news segment today. Uh, one, I seen just I think it was earlier this week, maybe late last week, that WWE is granting releases to anybody who wants to, who wants one. Yeah, um, I did see that popping up on the interwebs, and uh, I found this inter- interesting. Curtis, maybe Curtis Axel was one of those athletes. Uh, in hindsight, I think I've seen the article before I've seen the Curtis Axel thing. So they could be, that could be something there, but uh, it's an unprecedented step. But obviously, they want to lay off, they, they want to free up some space, and they're tired of hoarding everybody. <laughs> I mean, legit, yeah. a month ago, yeah. they had 300, ta- they had 300 talents signed to their roster, like signed to contracts. Um, and now they're letting anybody who wants to go, go. So, mm, I mean, is is this a case of also too going back to the Roman Reigns thing? Is Roman Reigns trying to get a release? Maybe um, is that why they're not acknowledging him at all? That's it interesting. Kind of comes back full circle to that. And what is this like? Is this going to come around and bite them in the ass? Like, will they be releasing someone that they they underutilized who's going to go to another promotion and explode and become the next Kenny Omega or become you know what I mean or become like they've already done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Well, like, look at Moxley just, right now. Moxley's gonna, turning up. <laughs> exactly, dude. I, it 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 just goes to show that they they just their their brand of. I don't know, storytelling, you know, booking is just not what people want anymore. And when you let them go out and do their thing, they're exploding. So it's this is really some strange times, man. It's not just like coronavirus and being indoors and, you know, people protesting in the streets right now. It's it's even this like the fact that we a year ago, I don't think we would have been sitting here you know, just kind of going over the fact that the WWE might be crumbling. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, we w- we Strange wished it a little times. bit, but we did <laughs> We wished it a little bit, and that's why they, <laughs> I brought up the um, brought up the you know careful what we wish for kind of logic. But um, but yeah, this is it's it's very intriguing. There's also a thing too that oh uh, uh, something too is there much more room on AEW? Is there much more room on, in AEW right that's now? A, that ro- that's a good that point, roster is yeah. very loaded. So what if they're like? Okay, whatever. They got Harper. Revival could probably go there if they want, but um, now anybody else who gets left, there's probably not going to be much room for them because AEW is sporting a very big roster right now too. So that I mean, it, there's no guarantee that guys are going to get let go or or ask request a release and just be able to jump right over to AEW because I seen today or not today, a couple days ago, Cody Rhodes had no interest in signing Heath Slater. No interest. And he's Slater's a talented guy. And, you know, I think a lot of his fans would agree that he could probably go anywhere if, if utilized correctly and just fit right in and, 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 and put in the work. But 
uh, if a company like AEW doesn't want him, uh, Cody outright said Cody outright said it, but outright want him or have the space for somebody like that, uh, we're we're I, I guess we're back in the same pickle I guess we were in a year ago before AEW, you know, really came to fruition. Yeah, they already have so much talent now that uh, most of their matches that they record are put on the internet. You know, put on YouTube. Yeah, like you don't yeah. even see the full thing on regular television because they got so much talent, uh, which is a good problem to have, I guess. But uh, it's, I think you're right. I th- aren't they also discussing getting another TV show? I think I thought I'd heard they, that somewhere. They have been in talks of it. They did want to add another one, but, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these talents aren't. Yeah, they're gonna have to play. They're gonna have to wait for the Indies to get back up and running. Yeah, uh, before they make a dime. Um, yeah. But that brings me to my next point um, a little bit about making making dimes. And no, we're not talking about dime bags. Uh, Florida, <laughs> Florida is slowly starting to reopen businesses from the coronavirus. Um, they've actually kept their numbers pretty low. So far, so good from what the stats and stuff that I've read. And they're reopening and allowing places like WWE and AEW to start including fans. And apparently as soon as... Monday, May fourth. May the fourth be with you. Um, oh, as soon as as soon as this Monday, they are allowed to have fans in their crowds up to I believe I read a twenty five percent capacity. Because they have to be spread out. Yeah, they'd have to be spread out. They got to wear masks. So this, uh, I would imagine. So, I'm not entirely certain how that goes, but I did. I did see. I was reading from our friends at the Closed Fist. They shared an article that. That WWE and AEW were allowed to do this. They're going to start doing the tapings down in in Florida because obviously things are a little bit more laxer as far as the rules and stuff. Um, and they're able to do that as soon as as soon as Monday. I'm not sure what the protocol would be, um, and I'm sure it's going to be maybe a couple weeks before they start doing that. But the option is there. So I we wonder. Are ready yeah. to have 25 percent capacity crowds. How we're kind of we're kind of at, at a point. We're kind of at a point now too where. All your major sports are kind of itching to get back started, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know the NBA had originally wanted like May first, which is as of this recording two days ago, uh, to wanted to open up their practice facilities, but they ended up pushing that back to the eighth. Uh, so I wonder how this is going to work. Like, it would people show up, or are they afraid? I kind of think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, because we still see bit. we still see large crowds of usually younger people. Uh, who think they're invincible? <laughs> I think uh, how how long do you think before we're because if they they do have to wear masks right like say they have to that's that's one of the things to be able to be be there and watch the live event in the crowd you all have to wear masks and if you know security sees you removing them they'll ask you to leave uh, how long before the masks become merchandise like wrestlers will have their own versions of masks and and you'll see people with like it's, you know it's, it's got to be soon I'm literally already it's seeing smart. I'm already yeah. yeah I'm already seeing uh, artists and stuff on. That I follow on Instagram, that are starting to kind of make custom masks and stuff. So it's the big deal. But yeah, also it's another thing we got to consider too. Another thing we got to consider too. I know Chris, Chris, and I. We live in New York. Um, the mask is mandatory, absolutely mandatory yeah. in New York, and it's not mandatory in other states. It's not a. It's not a something that's been mandated at the federal level. So states have different regulations as far as the mask yeah. thing going. Now wearing the mask, you know, maybe a, a, of benefit. I would. Say, Possibly, um, if you're doing 25% capacity, I think it might be a little bit safer route to go, but it might not be mandatory um, in Florida. Right. I'm not sure what their, yeah. their regulations now you are. Have so. to, right now, you have to wear a mask to go into a bank, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> good. That's a good observation, man. Wearing masks. That's yeah. funny. That went way over my head for like five seconds. Uh, wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Well played, uh, yeah. Jenny. Well played. <laughs> um, also, uh, just real quick, this is totally off subject. Uh, so, uh, okay, I, <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, I, um, the other night, it was probably a couple nights ago, my dream that I had, uh, and I woke up from, made me think, man, I just fantasy booked the greatest angle that AEW could possibly do in my dream. And that <laughs> is, in my dream, Renee Young got released or asked to be released from WWE and showed up in AEW with her husband and she was a total heel and it was incredible. <laughs> nice. Oh. You dreamt about that? I, yeah, I don't know why, but that was my dream that she uh she left WWE and, and joined her husband at, at that other company and she was along with him, but they were both heels. Uh she was very cocky about it and it was pretty dang amazing so my question to you guys is like i do you think that she would be able and any other talent who's kind of been just behind the microphone and not really been like an on-air talent uh do you think any of them could really if they ever got the chance to shine as quote-unquote a character that they could do so because i really think that she could do it i think she could yeah i think she's talented enough for it i mean i I don't think there's enough announcing or there's no announcing or, or uh, commentary jobs for her in AEW, but if she wanted to go into a little bit more active wrestling role, um, I think it would work and work very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's true about what we said about the, you know, granting immediate releases, if I'm Renee Young, I want to go work with my husband. Well, that depends. That depends. Because some yeah. people, distant, distance makes the heart grow fonder. But if I, if, <laughs> <laughs> but if I get the opportunity for, if I get the opportunity to, you know, work with, if I'm gonna go work with 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 Mox, bro, um, I mm. might take that chance and, and ride that. Unless WWE's giving her a pretty penny to uh, not do yeah. that. That's not, they've been keeping her pretty active too, from what I've seen. So, um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah, it's not a bad. It's not. A, it's a nice stream because Renee Young is a. Is, she is a beautiful woman, Johnny, and I may or may not have dreamt about her once or twice in my lifetime. Not in a wrestling role, not in a wrestling booking style, but I may or may not have dreamt about her. So, so that probably shows how lame my dreams are because mine was nothing remotely benefiting me of any sort of way. It was truly just about her showing up with her husband. <laughs> and the oh big man, that's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but I don't know if you follow them uh follow her on her Instagram and stuff, but like her and and Moxley do a lot of really fun stuff and kind of goof around with each other on there. So they have obviously Yeah. Yeah, they really are. So they obviously have really good chemistry. I mean, crying out loud they're married, but so I think an on air thing with them two would be uh would be mwah, would be fantastic in my opinion. Chef's or, kiss. Chef's yeah, kiss. I'm giving that yeah. a chef's kiss. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, that's not a bad idea. But uh, I think that wraps up the news segment. I can't think of too much more we want to talk about. Um, like I said, a couple injuries here and there. Like I think one of the Usos is hurt, and he's going to be out for a little while. Uh, Kevin Owens is hurt. Somebody else maybe. Who cares? Uh, Chris, what do we got on the main agenda for today? Oh, today we're looking at some of the greatest Hardcore champs of all time. Yes, we're getting hardcore today. 
Daddy, yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Um, yeah. we didn't say we were coming with lists. I just said we should just kind of discuss it. So I figured we would just kind of, you know, discuss who we thought were some of the greatest ones and get into that. No, I'm all for it because I mean the hardcore championship has a pretty, has a pretty cool legacy. It has a pretty cool legacy. Yes. Um, I, I was actually gonna ask before we get into the, some of the greatest if I can read off some stats from the hardcore championship. If do that's it. Okay with you guys? Please do. All right. All right. So this is straight from the ultimate source, Wikipedia. Um, here's some statistics <laughs> for you all to uh, to to take in. All right, the first champion, I think we all know, Mick Foley, Mankind. Um, yep. The final champion, Rob Van Dam. The person with the most reigns as hardcore champion would be Raven with 27 reigns as hardcore champion. All right, and you think about how long Raven was around in WWE for. Wow, that is a lot of hot hot potato in that belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the longest reign, longest reign was the Big Boss Man, 97 days. The shortest reign was Terry Runnels for eight seconds. The oldest champion, Pat Patterson at 59 years old, yeah. 152 days. The youngest champion, Christopher Nowinski, 23 years, 285 days. The heaviest champion, the Big Show at 500 pounds. And the lightest champion ever was Terry Runnels, who weighs 100 pounds as an adult. I hate myself. Maybe, um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she weighs that. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, the um, the Pat Patterson thing just also sparked a, another thing for me, kind of going back, tracking a little bit. Uh, did y'all hear that Gerald Briscoe was one of the ones released? Oh, really? Forlo- no, I didn't see Forlo- that. Yeah, for- yes. Forlo- yeah, yeah. Forloined, I think is what you meant to say. Furloined, yeah. I can't wait to um, I can't wait to go home later and grill up a nice furloin. <laughs> nice. I remember Put when on the grill. I remember when the hardcore championship came around and I remember I mean I, I loved it, but I do I gotta say, at first it was kind of a cool gimmick when they made it twenty four seven. Uh but then it got old. It got old yep. when it became this kind of ping ponging champion thing. It became a comedy thing yeah. instead and of I was, uh, an actual hardcore thing. Yeah, and I, that that's when I lost it. And I think that's why when they brought the twenty four seven back, I was just kind of like, meh, not not I'm not into this. No, it, I mean the, the early days, probably the first I would say two three years, maybe the hardcore title was was very very interesting. But yeah, the last like it was it was hot potatoed a lot. It's hard to gain interest. And and granted, the twenty four seven title has been bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, but they've done a good job at making it memorably entertaining and that's the difference that's the biggest difference between the 24 7 title and the hardcore yes. title um, I, I don't know remember- i saw i saw crash holly uh dive into one of those uh those uh you know those uh pits of balls and uh, <laughs> get pinned right. in there so <laughs> that was pretty right. fun to me he did that is true he, he did but that was the early days that was the early yes. days of it. Yes. last half it was it was bad i, I mean the wrestlemania 18 was kind of funny uh, there were some funny moments. I think Al Snow drove a golf. Al Snow and a ref drove a golf cart into a randomly stacked wall of boxes. Uh, it yes, was, it was yes. random. But I think a lot of us remember. It helps too with the internet, the growth of the internet. A lot of the R Truth ones, the golf course and, and the <laughs> airplane and, and and some of the other like things that we've had. It's it's. I don't know. I've had I've had more. I've had a lot of fun. I didn't know that if the twenty four seven title would work very well, but honestly. From what I've seen so far, it's been pretty good. And then Rob Gronkowski is the current champion, even though he's he's now a football player again. So um, does, does that mean the, the 24-7 title is gone again? Is he going to yeah, take it? Yeah, off to the sunset. Gone. <laughs> gone. 
or until, to Tampa Bay or until Tom one. Brady until Tom Brady gives him a small package on the t- at uh, Raymond James <laughs> yeah. Stadium and, and wins the title in front of all the the if the it can quit get, Tampa if, if it can quit getting in trouble by going to the park um, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe that could happen nice um. So for you, uh, one of the stats you threw out there, uh, Matt, was the first ever was mankind, Mc, uh, Mrs. Foley's baby boy, uh, because if you guys remember when they presented it to him, it was a, it was about almost like they were making it a joke, like uh, it wasn't supposed to be legitimate. You know what I mean? And then it turned into that. Yeah. It became a very well respected belt yeah. to get. Per per my re- per my memory, when they like it was a whole big segment on Raw where they were presenting it yeah. to who. To Mick Foley, and it was kind of where they were trying to uh, pull Mick to the dark side in a way, yeah. and that was one of the ways they were trying to like you know, you know, like if you want somebody on your side, you say, "Hey, you're the champion now," you right? Know, kind of things. And so it was kind a nonsense. The ego. It was a nonsense yeah. belt the way it was all designed and everything. Cause it and- yeah, because it didn't even have to win it; he was just literally given to yeah. him. But he he is the hard he is a hardcore legend. So let's dude, be fair and honest dude. there. I mean, we yes. literally did and, an episode where we watched Hell in a Cell and and commentate over it. Uh, one of the greatest yeah. hardcore champs of all time for me. Oh yeah, oh, sure. yeah. I mean, that it, doesn't even touch the stuff. And he literally got blown up in Japan multiple times. So yeah, <laughs> I'd no, say he the, earned it, but still, he no, he did. He definitely earned it because he was an icon with hardcore. But the one thing I, that baffles me is that he only won it one. Well, he didn't even win it. He was awarded yeah. that one time, and I don't think he ever chased it again. Uh, I think Mick had well, kind of a, a year or two after he was in the main, he was in the main event picture, you know. After that, facing I was about uh, Triple to say, H yeah. and, and the Rock for the WWE he kind of outgrew it. Yeah, he, he outgrew did. it. He did. He did. Uh, if you would, I think it was really brief too. He had a very brief run with it. Um, twenty eight days. Maybe, 28 days, which is really, that's quick. And to, to never chase it again is a little baffling. But um, I don't know. I think it would have been, I think it might have meant more in the long run if Mick had it for a longer time. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough because Mick retired, I think, right, 2000. He stopped actively competing for a while. So it's kind of tough um, to really gauge what was going on and what Mick could do with that title. But, um, but yeah, it, it, he was definitely the most deserving person to be awarded it. Um, he fit that image. I just wish we got a, we would have gotten more of Mick Foley slash Mankind as hardcore champion. Yeah, same. But I also kind of feel, wasn't it? Don't you think it was sort of their uh, response to ECW getting kind of huge? Oh yeah, easily. Oh, hundred percent was. Yeah, because ECW was kind of at this point definitely hardcore. I mean, fans were bringing freaking. Uh, weapons for the rest of the years were kind of loud, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Jack almost killed somebody by this point. I think yeah. He threw, uh, he threw that one dude off the top of the, the arena through all them tables. Uh, yeah. Axel Rotten, yeah, I, think, I think it was Axel Rotten. Uh, yep. <laughs> Tommy just, Dreamer, Sandman were just huge at the time, just, just for the violence yeah. aspect, just straight violence. It was, and people, and Vince knew. He knew ECW. You couldn't deny ECW oh, in yeah. 1998, 1999. Well, he, of course, he knew he was helping them stay afloat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was the backdoor guy. Um, but isn't it weird, though? Like, because in the mid 90s, they started doing crossovers, right? I think it might have been only Eastern Championship Wrestling at the time. Or no, it was it was actually ECW, like ECW as we know it. Like, the early, well, mid 90s, like 95, 96, maybe 97. Guys like RVD, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. they did a mini crossover with WWE. And I'm wondering why they didn't try to do that. I think thought it would 
if they would have attempted it during that hardcore era, it might have been a little bit more meaningful. Uh, but I'm not sure what the logistics of that was all about. But, I mean, could you imagine bringing ECW guys in and you have a, a revolving door for, for a hardcore title that they can take back to ECW? That would have been a lot more interesting. And uh, Because when you think, like I'm thinking about Crash Holly, who I absolutely love and adore. I think he is one of the greatest hardcore champions of all time, but... I don't get the hardcore vibe when I think of Hardcore Holly. Or The Undertaker, who won it at one point. Goldust. Mm-hmm. I don't get the hardcore vibe no. from them. Um, you know, it's I mean, come as, on, Terry Reynolds. <laughs> hey, she's hardcore. Come on I mean, now. She's, hard. she's, we're she's not, pretty oh, yeah. hardcore. We're talking about, we're talking about uh, the actual physicality in the ring. I've seen some oh, posters. I've seen some, okay. Oh, I say, I've seen some posters of her, and I would agree with the hardcore. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what? I uh, well, what about guys like Bradshaw? I mean, like for he was always known as a very tough dude, right? Like he was one of those guys that would had no problem, uh, you know, laying in a little harder than normal. So I mean, he it feels like he would be deserving of one. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with like especially Bradshaw during that era too. Um, I think that makes sense. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reigns but, here. But dude, Godfather's Ho, Cindy Lynch. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. That's a li- Man, she, it. Look- lasted for 15 seconds. <laughs> so did I. So did I. Uh- <laughs> she is a hardcore champ. That'd be a record yes. for me. <laughs> Uh, Raven, dude, obviously Raven's one of the, be- the you know, the big ones uh, because he was with that that whole group, that ECW kind of hardcore style. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at and he And he was known for hardcore wrestling anyway mm-hmm. before that. So that he's a name that makes sense to me as well. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, it's the last it ha- I guess the last part of it's it's really it's run a um, lot of Tommy Dreamer. Winning mm-hmm. it, a lot of Bradshaw, a lot of Crash Holly, a lot of Stephen Richards, who we all knew from ECW. Yeah, a lot of Sean Sean Stasiak. That's another one um, that keeps bringing up. Spike Dudley won it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Justin Credible. Oh my God, I forgot he was in the E in two thousand two. <laughs> that dude's such a hot mess. Jeff Hardy um, had it for a couple t- d- days or a couple times, he, he, but he, it feels like he should have like he should have been one that kind of highlighted the hardcore. Oh, I mean, I guess not too hardcore, right? I mean, he's his stuff was more t- tables, ladders, and chairs, and that's hardcore. But I think when you're thinking hardcore, at least for me, you also got to bring out the thumbtacks, the barbed wire, the you know explosives, that kind of the fire. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I, I oh, yeah. think in the early days, it, fe- it the hardcore title was that. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about fire and thumbtacks all the time, but in the early days, it kind of was that. And then in that last part, it became what we now know today as the 24-7 championship. Yeah. That's what it became. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And Jeff Hardy, I mean, would have fit in nicely, I think, if they used him more in the mix. But at that time, when he won it, he actually had it for less than a day. Uh, he was getting WWE title pushes at that point. I think yeah. he wrestled Taker in a ladder match for the universal title on like raw or something like that. So he was a star at that point. Uh, so it was almost beneath them, uh, especially with how low the 24 seven title had gone. But um, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's kind of when you, when it comes to a title, that's kind of where it gets lost. I think sometimes is where like, it feels like it is beneath some wrestlers. Uh, but if those wrestlers that was beneath were holding it, wouldn't it like kind of bring up that title? <laughs> if it was, if it was done right, you know, let's oh, say, without a doubt. 
Yeah, let's say Mick, uh, when given the title, he kind of kept it for a while and was legit defending it with real matches, not a 24-7 thing. And he kept winning and he was holding on to it for a while. And they were actually giving it a prominent place in shows and such. Uh, I think it would have had a lot more prestige. But um, but then it quickly, to me, became a comedy title. And uh, one with, for the low to mid card to kind of fight over. Oh, for sure. I mean, look how like I understand, like... It was. It just legit changed hands like seventy times. I mean, I'm thinking back to WrestleMania 18 again. I'm trying to find the date on it too, but it went from like it changed hands very, very quickly. I think like it was a Briscoe won it or, or somebody, uh, but they won it. There it is. Uh, no, that's not quite it. But it, it just it it changed hands so quickly that you couldn't really gauge. It's it's like when the uh, back at like ten, a little over ten years ago, we. Nobody cared about the Intercontinental or U.S. title because it hot potatoed so much. You couldn't yeah. Yeah. really get invested in somebody having the title, so you didn't care. It became a little bit less than a prop, I guess, from a value perspective, and that's that's what became the hardcore title. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania well, I mean, 18 was Spike Dudley, then the Hurricane, then Mighty Molly, then Christian, then Maven, all in one night during WrestleMania 18. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that mm. – <laughs> well, what about what about Maven? <laughs> uh, uh, out of that list, I just felt the worst for Christian because he's one of my favorites and he needs a world title. No oh, man, no, I know. Hey, he he had a rough night. He lost the DDP in the hot opener, so that was his way of getting some of his heat back, and it didn't last too long. But yeah. <laughs> Side note: yeah. Still today, one of my favorite entrance songs is Christian's. When he's by himself, when he finally gets by himself, that At last. Song, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It's> got the, <laughs> 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 to this day, one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Now, here, Chris, I'll ask you something. Is there anybody who didn't really touch the the IC title, or not the IC, the hardcore title that you thought in WWE, in WWE that you thought maybe would have made for a good hardcore champion for oh. some for a lengthy for a lengthy run not just with one of these less than you know 10 minute kind of things but um is there somebody who you think that would have fit in very well and added some prestige that maybe didn't win it huh that's a good question man um that would have added prestige yeah um did flair touch it was he no. wait? Was he there yet? No, not yet. He was there. No, he was there when it was around. Um, he, I think, debuted in like November, December of two thousand one, and he was active wrestler by two thousand two because he wrestled Taker at eighteen. So because Flair, you know, just having been around for as long as he's had, and he's had all kinds of matches, man. He's got cage matches where he walked out looking like he, you know, he was just like poured in. He looked like uh, Carrie. You know, from the prom scene, carry with the red all over, uh, like <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like he's had some like really lengthy b- battles, toe to toe, and I feel like you know sometimes you don't need to have uh, the weapons, like to have those kinds of battles and continue to keep going and have such a long career. I think that shows he's pretty hardcore himself. So I think that would have been pretty cool to give it to him in that respect. Not that it had to do with I weapons agree. and stuff. Um, I, 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 Chris, real quick, you. Terry I think you're Funk. up a great point. He brought up oh, a good Terry memory Funk for me, too. He brought up a good memory for me, too. Uh, a great point, though, real quick, would be the way that you make these matches mean more is, first of all, you take away the 24-7 aspect yes. of it. Yeah. Uh, and second of all, uh, 
it's we've complained about this before. Like the super kick is kind of lost meaning because everybody does, and they do it many times during a match. Yeah. Uh, when you pull out the weapons and stuff, you got to make them mean something. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. plenty of those hardcore uh, matches where literally they come to the ring with the like a whole basket full of different weapons. Oh yeah. And just and just litter the floor or the or in the ring with them, and so they're just using them the whole time, and it kind of takes away really. Man, I can only watch a guy get hit in the head with a trash can lid 20 times before I'm like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kicking out at one. Um, right. But no, you've Rick, had battles between, a- like, yeah. Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. And, you know, yeah. just the an hour and a half later, both beaten and bloodied to a pulp. And, and that is right. hardcore, you know. And maybe they used oh, barbed yeah. wire once, you know, throughout that entire match. Yeah, and it means a lot because they waited, you know, they waited to use it. But, no, I'm glad you brought up Ric Flair because I, I it brought up a memory – uh, do you remember in ECW, I think it was, uh, the, the WWE's ECW, I think it was like 2006, 2007, and Big Show was having a reign where he was fighting everybody. He was defending the title every week, and he had a really great hardcore match with Ric Flair. Uh, it was really, really good. It was probably yeah. one of Big Show's best back-and-forth matchups, and Flair, like, pushing the limit. It was it was damn good. Uh, yeah. So I think Ric Flair would have fit in perhaps nicely. He was known for that. He bled as yeah. he pleased. He bled. He made a career out of that. Uh, yeah. run, having it run through his, his bleach blonde hair and, and shaking it off into the crowd, which is a little bit of an OSHA violation. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Regardless, Ric Flair made a career doing that. Um, yeah, bleeding, bleeding and crying, the Ric Flair story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so never good. hitting a move off the top rope. Uh, that's oh, another man. I still but, remember. I still remember to this day that one time he did hit the move off the top rope, and I went ballistic. It was the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and even uh, the announcers were like, holy <laughs> that's great. God, that happened. That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. That's too funny. What but, about you guys? Who do you think should have should have held it at some point that never did? It is a good question. I'm trying to think. I feel like, and this is a little weird, but I feel like it would have brought a different edge to somebody like Kurt Angle, maybe. Because oh, Kurt yeah. Angle hated hardcore, right? Kurt Angle—that was his big thing. He was—he was the Olympic wrestler. He was—he was all this and that. He hated and hardcore. Been a, that would have been a great angle for it too. Like he hated it, so he would never do it for the hardcore championship and he kept winning despite that. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, what a heel you'd be, you know? Yeah. Because uh, right, you hate Mick hardcore, Foley, but he loves to win. He loves to win. Yeah. Mick you Foley kind of did a similar thing when he was in ECW and he'd have his matches. He purposely made them lame, uh, because he didn't want to use any weapons that he was known for and people hated him for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what a great, Oh man, I would have loved that if Kurt Angle would have done that. That would have been, been cool, dude. Really fun television for sure. So I like that one a lot. Um, huh. Man, I don't think I could top Kurt Angle. That's way better than anyone I was thinking of. Uh, my my soul wanted to say Arn Anderson, but he was already retired by then. Yeah, and he retired because of health issues, so he would not have been able to do it safely. Um, man, I don't know. Kurt Angle is a is such a great one, uh, and I think he definitely would have elevated it too for sure. Uh, and it would have been a lot of fun. Like people would have wanted him to lose. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He was, he probably, you know, he just, because that, that's, that was legit his gimmick, always. He hated, when Taz debuted, he hated it because he came from ECW. He was very against ECW during the whole ECW reunion phase. It just would have made, well, like. He, he had a weird experience when he first showed up there. That is, yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, that is true. Infam- yeah, very infamous situation <laughs> happened when he was there. That is true. But, um, yeah, I, I thought Angle was probably the 
best fit. But you think about those rosters back then, man. There's a plethora. There's probably a, there's a good amount of talent who could have, you know, benefited from it, except for lower tier guys or maybe the occasional big name mid carder like a Kane or Undertaker. Um, you know, kind of winning it. They like add right. a little shock value, but you know, not not that much. For sure, for sure. But sweet. Yeah, that's. I think that uh, I think that wraps up the hardcore title talk. Fun fun belt for a little while, yeah. uh, but the twenty four seven has ultimately captured the spirit of it. It's the same damn thing. Um, they should have just brought back the hardcore title. <laughs> I think that yeah. would have would have been might have been a little bit cooler. It might have been a little bit cooler, but and who uh, knows? They may they might right. I mean, they, it, it, maybe it'll be the old version where it's not twenty four seven, but it's about being you know the toughest of the tough and and the ones that can put yourself through those matches. Uh, I'd like to see it. That might help, you know, maybe inject a little bit of interest in the WWE and maybe make some of these guys step up and, and uh, you know, be a little bit more strong style, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, if, the, if they were like, okay, the hardcore titles are back, um, you'll see at least a hardcore match once every week, if not every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would be invested again because I think that's something that WWE has – has lacked. You don't get those gimmicky matches anymore. Uh, you really don't. Like on, on regular television, if you do, it's it's a it's a pay per view, and it usually has some kind of stupid ending, um, like Bray Wyatt losing to Seth Rollins the way he did the first time they encountered. Just something <laughs> very very, just random, funky. Uh, but if I was guaranteed at least a hardcore match, at least two, well, I'll say two to three times a month on regular television, I would be invested in the ratings. I would. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but it was a fun belt while it lasted, I guess. There's some fun memories from it, for sure. Um, but uh, I I do feel that the 24-7 aspect of it, which did set it apart in fairness, also was kind of its Achilles heel. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's it. Do you guys have anything else you want to add for the hardcore championship? No, I think I'm all talked out. No, I think I'm good on my end. Yeah, I've been hitting the head with a trash can lid too many times, so I'm out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. Make sure you check out the podcast Facebook page, Hardly Kayfabe Podcast, uh, and check out the website, BICDP-radio.com. We've got a number of amazing podcasts on that, that site. Go check out some of our shows. Uh, And I guess we're all done here, so uh, let's just take it home, boys. Ah!